The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, we do. And a lot of other cool stuff. And we're going to have some fun today. You know why? It's a What of the Odds Wednesday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on for Wednesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, pretty much the god of everything. Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713-780-ESPN your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. If Aaron likes it, he'll read it. It makes him important. Help him out. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. You know the number for that. And uh, it's a Wednesday. Things are going to be a little different today. When you call, text, tweet, send a raven, whatever you do, put odds on it. Like, what are the odds? It's going to be a fun show. I'll answer. 98%. Feeling good? I feel good today. Yeah. All right. Good for you. I'm excited today. I'm good excited about you. this You're show. Wearing your Roughnecks gear. Got my Roughneck shirt on. Got my... Uh, my little Boomer Naturals mask. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready to go. All right. I lost my my favorite Boomer mask. I left it in a uh, an Uber in San Antonio, uh, Texas. Is that when you not, were, wise, not guys. Is that wise. when you went to Weather Souls? Yep. Mm. Yeah, I've I've lost. I was it. super drunk and Ubering <laughs> from the brewery to my brother's house. Yeah. Okay. I I could see that. That's like at that's, some point. Um, I just left it there, and it's now it's gone. That's been one of the uh, negative gray mask to uh, to masks. Is I do lose them, I, it's just it happens. That's why I, I do like the neck gaiters because you can't lose. It. You can't really they make lose the back it. of my neck itchy. Well, I, I've and what I found is I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to be wearing my mask. But what I don't like about them is is uh, they, you know, when you have a big nose, they're just not comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only negative to to the the neck gaiters. But yeah, it's it, when they when they're loose. Then they're fine, but when they're really tight, it's like wearing a tight turtleneck. And as much as I love turtlenecks, I don't like tight ones because that's kind of a pain in the butt. So every now and then, I want to kick myself because you know, last we talked yesterday about the Ravens game. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to bet a little bit on the Ravens just, what just I for said. just for rooting interest. And five minutes into that game, I'm like, why the hell did I not unload on this? What's wrong with me? And it was it was so clear that it was going to get ugly fast. Yeah, but you know that's one of those things you never bet enough. Although, when you win. listen, if you, I mean, if they make three of the three field goals, it's a yeah. who knows. I yeah. mean, uh, and you get the interference call, uh, or if well, but then if you go the other way and you say the the Ravens picked off a ball in the end zone. And they didn't count it, and the Cowboys immediately score a touchdown after that. Yeah, so I guess it was it was a weird game. I don't I don't know if it was as big of a blowout as it looked like at the end all i know is i lost my fantasy football matchup by one point oh no guess why justin tucker Uh, my favorite player in the entire no no this is the only time he's ever been on my fantasy team ever 
because I never pick a kicker early. Yeah. But in this league that I'm in, like you've got, you can only have a certain amount of guys at each position. Like you can't, you, you can't load up and have like seven running backs. There, you, there's a cap on how many guys you can have. So once I filled my cap, it's like, well, do I want to take a defense or do I want to take a kicker? I was like, it really doesn't matter. So I took a kicker, and it was just well because Tucker. if he's there, you're like, okay, yeah, this is the best guy in the league. I'll take him. That's what, a that's a rough way to lose. The fir- and that jinx. Uh, I mean, Joe Buck. What a what a piece of garbage. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and hey, he, he doesn't realize that who he's costing money. There's a, probably a lot of people just like me who lost money because of that. It's just vile and disgusting behavior by him, and really Justin Tucker who'd made 70 straight kicks from inside 40 yards, he misses one. And by the way, it took a false start to push it back, and then he had to kick it again. And there's so many things that went wrong, but it went wrong enough. And then people got in my mentions talking about Young Ho Koo is now a better kicker oh. than Justin Tucker, which is blaspheme. He may be a better fantasy kicker because the Falcons are terrible in the red zone, and they settle for field goals all the time. Right. But a real-life kicker, no one's even close to, to my boy Jay Tuck. And, uh, it, it you know, it happens sometimes. He's still the greatest kicker of all time. He's still the greatest player in the NFL today and should probably be the MVP every year. But, you know, you, you can't. they're never going to give it to a kicker, obviously. Does that affect but, your uh, playoff standing? No. Well, it could. It, it I mean, right. So that league is the one where you've got 12 teams in each on each side and the right. winners play and it's like we go 16 weeks and we redraft into the playoffs. Right. So the goal is to get a bye week uh week 17 because that's the week of the first round of the playoffs and you want the other two teams that that, that make the playoffs in your division, you want them to have to play that wild card game before the before the actual playoffs. But um it's, it ha- it didn't affect me because the second place team lost too, but the division leader in the other division won. So and I just beat him head to head last week. So I was yeah. like, oh yeah. Well, now he's back up a game ahead of me. So it, I mean, it was just an awful situation, and I <laughs> I feel bad for cussing Justin Tucker last night, but I hey, felt man. it was deserved. Uh, at least when it starts affecting you financially, yeah, then uh, you're allowed to cuss. Yeah, that's uh that's what being a fan is. And of all the people, and I mean to be to be fair, like Antonio Gibson getting zero points screwed me more. Derrick Henry getting three points screwed me more, but that the you you can't count on them to get points. You can count on Justin Tucker to make field goals historically. Well, usually you can count on Derrick Henry to get points. It's true, that's he's been pretty much money all year. And then when what, I started weeks? started uh, the the started to get into it with people about you uh, Young Ho or Young Koo uh, uh, versus Tucker, when you start looking up Justin Tucker's stats. His average miss in his career is from fifty plus. Like he, yeah. like if you average all the misses in his career, it's like a fifty-two yard field goal. That's crazy. Pretty consistent. Hall of Famer, but screwed me last night. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right, but I'm over it now. Yeah. So I said I lost because of that Tariq Hill touchdown. They didn't see. Yeah, those those things matter. All those things, and it's funny because. Um, I, the last two weeks, I finally my team's finally healthy because I had I had Eckler and Nick Chubb, and so I went basically a, a month without those two guys, and I've I've had miracle wins the last two weeks to get the one seed, so and now now the playoffs are are top four, so I basically 
I win money if I win one of these games. If I win, you know, make it to the finals because they pay first, second, third, right? Make right. it to the finals, I get paid. I get to the third place game and win that, I get paid. So you know I'm finishing fourth. You know what's happening. I'm just <laughs> calling out right one. now. But the the do, the thing I do like about it is the semis and the finals are two weeks. So I, I feel like with two weeks, I like my chances. And I got some pretty good matchups this week. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've made some good pick. Like Corey Davis is, is a guy who I picked up, yeah. like, off the waiver wire who's been really good the last couple of weeks. And so I'm, I'm excited. It's, uh, it, it's fun. I finished second in this league last year. I had the best team by far. You know how that goes. And I'm, I'm hoping – I'm hoping it comes down to me and Patrick Creighton again because uh, I, I think we've had the two best teams and it'll be fun. We can talk bleep to each other for two weeks. So There you go. Because um, he, he's, he's not afraid to do that. He's not afraid to get on Twitter and say, look, I'm beating this guy this bad, and then I rally and beat him. But that's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. So we... We're talking about this a little bit yesterday. AJ Bouye getting the PED. Mm-hmm. Uh, same guy that same yeah yeah and Shocker. that's uh, something Granado was talking about early on. Was that hey, there's going to be a bunch of other guys that have been working out with this dude. Here's another one, and it kind of makes Will Fuller's excuse lamer and lamer. It's like you know what you, hey, you know what you tried. I'll, I'll give you credit for that. You got caught. Yeah, shame bell for that. I mean, it's just. But uh, I I wonder if there's anybody else out there specifically on the Texans that you might have. Because now, if he gets suspended, we're looking at two games next right. year. And if it goes into next week, yeah, it's that's where it could get kind of bad. But I think it's I think it's interesting. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. You know, it's kind of cool today. I was uh, I flipped over to listen to the enemy for a couple minutes while Josh was on commercial and it was JJ Watts press conference. And, uh, one of the guys who got to ask a question was, uh, Cody Davis who writes for sports map. And they called him by name and he asked a question. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of cool. Our, our, our little, our little sites all grown up now. Well, there you go. Did they mention sports map? <laughs> no, we just said Cody. Davis. Yeah. Well, I didn't say Chronicle with Aaron Wilson. They just said Aaron Wilson, but it, either way, it was just kind of cool. Um, and I started watching this show last night that, uh, it's like manhunt or something. And it started off with the Richard Jules story. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, have you watched that? Yep. Is it good? I think so. Yeah. I think I've watched it. I watched a couple things about Richard Jewell. I watched the, the Eastwood movie. Uh, uh, yeah, I watched that. And then I watched another documentary about it. Yeah. Well, I, this, this was kind of a. I mean, they did it with actors and everything, but it was really true to the story because I remember at the time covering, <coughs> excuse me, COVID, uh, covering it at the Chronicle, and you know, it just it, it it's really sad what happened to that guy. He goes and saves these people, and then they kind of they had to rush to get a suspect, and basically ruins his life. But it's really good. I'll, I'll try to figure out the name of it and let the people know. But I've watched three episodes of it, and it's it's strong. So. I think they do a bunch of this real life crime stuff. All right. That's the other thing I think I'm worried about with masks. I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to whatever I wash this in today <laughs> because I've been sneezing like a fiend every time I put it on. Oh boy. So what if you've got the Roni? No, no, I actually uh I got tested Monday. Oh, okay. And uh I, I go about once a month now because it's real easy, it's convenient and it's free. So just to be safe, because I don't want to 
Because if I do wind up with it, I want to walk in here. Of course. And, you know, I've been doing temperature checks. I always do a temperature check before I come in. And then I do one when I'm outside the office. I finally got it to 97.5. Now I got to get my temperature down to 92.5. Now that you, and become a I lizard? I think we need to kill you for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we if we could find... They're building restaurants downstairs now. I bet they have a walk-in freezer we could put you in for a couple... Lock you in there for a few hours and yeah. see if it works. Or just when it gets really cold outside, just stay outside for like 20 minutes and then come in and do it. Yeah. Well, it says, uh, who is this caller you were running away from? I know you are grumpy in your old age by now scared. I'm not running from anybody. I don't care who the guy is. Um, you know, He wants to give me grief over one pit bet. Congratulations. You won your bet. I'm not getting... I'm not fighting with you. You know what? I'm like, uh, I'm Wyatt Earp. Not fighting you, Ringo. No money in it. Well, there you go. So there. Um, you know, I, I, Lamont, you know, I know this by now. I don't get involved in these childish little battles with people either on Twitter or on air. You know, when it's over, it's over. And, you know, I've, I've said, hey, I was wrong. Lost my ass. It's over, Johnny. Yeah. That's it. Well, bye. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you, you guys love to get mixed up in stuff like that. I don't. So, good for him. Let him call every morning. I don't care. Not I don't listen. <laughs> Usually at home working. Doing actual real work. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz. Lock and load, boys. On ESPN 97.5. Hey, guys. It's AJ Hoffman. It's fall, and we could all use a little awesome. Well, our friends at Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Who wouldn't want awesome stuff sent to them every month, right? It's like Christmas on your doorstep. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them to pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BLITZ at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code BLITZ for 20% off your first box. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Lone Ranger asked, what are the odds Dorsey is the next Texans GM? I wouldn't his ha- name a lot. I wouldn't hate that hire at all. Uh, I, I still don't understand what happened in... Uh, in Cleveland. I mean, he was only there for, what, two years? and I think it was personality clashes. Mm. Interesting. Because that never happened here. 
There were never any personality <laughs> Never. But what I like that he said is the first thing he'd do is hire Eric Bieniemy as head coach. So if that gets that done, I'm all for it. No, I, I, I don't mind that at all. Um, I think that's uh, you know, that's a guy who's had some success. I, I and you know he's going to have to turn some things over pretty quickly, which yeah, I know he he made a lot of deals there. Maybe maybe he can do the same here. But I, I don't hate it. I think it's it's certainly an upgrade. The good news is whoever they hire will be an upgrade over the last GM. It will be impossible to be worse. Yeah. Unless you trade Deshaun Watson for a second round pick and another broken down running back. <laughs> then it would be worse. That wouldn't be good. Well, as we know, he's got a no trade clause, so you're good. Okay, good, good. Um, a little college football realignment chat for you. See, uh, see who's not happy in his conference. Brian Harson wants to get Boise State out of the uh, I mean, Mountain West. They've wanted to do that for a while. Yeah, I... But who wants them? Like, I, I think the they, Pac-12's not taking you. No, but you know what? The American would be a step up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and guess who is down one team from UConn not playing? That's true. So that, that would be a better spot for him. But the problem is, I think that Boise wants into a Power Five. Yeah, they're not getting that. That's, that's, I mean, everybody who wants into a Power Five is not getting that right now, especially yeah. now with the COVID. Like, and Boise thought that when the, when the Big 12 cut two of their teams, that they, they were like, ooh, there's an opening, just like UH did. Yeah. And then they come to realize that, no, the Big 12, the, the Texas and Oklahoma, they like that their piece of pie just got bigger. They're cool yeah. with it. Yeah, they don't, and they get to rule. That's yeah. it. Uh, the, but they're not, I mean, realistically, the, their best bet is the American, which is a pretty damn good conference. It's, it's you know, close enough to, where you know, if you add another team that year in year out is really good, that goes and beats say a, UC, a UCF with one loss or a Cincinnati with whose only losses to them, I I think you're at least in the conversation. And if nothing else, you're in the front run, you're the front runner to get the 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 New Year's Six Bowl. Which when was the last time they did that at Boise? It's been a while. So. Uh, somebody said he was great in Cleveland. The owner was mad that, at the coach he hired that sucked. Yeah. Okay. He did strike out on that. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all right. The, the Texans have all these guys who are helping them. <laughs> so they'll, they'll, they'll get a good coach. Um. So you're off Friday. Josh, I am. Josh Ennis will be filling in. Josh will be here on Friday. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know how we're going to do happy hour without you, though. Why not? Because you're the maestro of happy hour. You and Josh can handle it. Oh yeah, we can. Tyler, but it's like yeah, Aaron will be here. Everybody's the normal. Yeah, cr- no, but you do the wheel and and all the and it basically come up with all the ideas. So I don't. I mean, we're going to do it. I'm very wise. Let me tell you, well, it, I don't it takes a wise. brilliant man to come up with the stuff I come up. No, with. No, it takes a frat boy. But um, I think uh, yeah, we'll do it. I just I, I I'm worried about how it's going to go because basically. You know, it's just it's it's the AJ Hoffman it's a, it's trying to do silly concern. stuff show, and it's very fun. So it's a valid concern, as they say, a valid concern. I think you guys will do just fine. Um, and it, if you know what, if you guys decide not to do happy, oh hour, no, we'll do happy Josh hour. talk it out. That's we'll, do, fine. we'll do happy hour. No, you know that's uh that's like the best hour of the week for every intern who works here. Yes, and, and they love it, and it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm just like I'm not gonna have a wheel. I mean, I can send you the wheel website. Uh, you could. It's not that. It's. I mean, all I you do is type in the names that you want on the wheel, and then it it pops up. Or I could just 
uh, I could just play dictator and randomly pick true. interns to do weird stuff. That would be fun. But no, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll you know what we'll do? We'll just kind of do it on the fly. Okay. So, uh, should be fun. 713-780 ESPN your number 713-780-3776281 as will Syracuse ever matter would be nice. At football? Uh yeah. Mm. No. Uh I thought they were headed in the right direction. And then eh. um I, I again the same thing. I think it's the same thing with uh any school. You gotta you gotta get a home run coach. Yeah, but and that's a tough place to recruit to. I mean, it's the middle of nowhere. It's cold. Uh, they have a dome. It, well, you still got to live there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, every everybody. There, there's lots of cold weather places that recruit well. I, I think, yeah, they're called Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame, and Penn State. Ish. Yeah, I mean, they've okay. Besides, besides those, is Syracuse anywhere on the level of those? No, but I, I think no, no. What, like people don't want to go play in Nebraska anymore. Like the. It's, it just the world's changed. Nobody wants to go live in a cold place. It has, unless you get a coach who can, well, who can cheat really well. And the, and that's you, you know who could succeed at Syracuse. I know it, it, it doesn't. Jim look Brown. No, he's dead. Oh, I think Donovan McNabb. Mm, no, I think he's also dead. But he had success at Syracuse. He did. Marvin <laughs> Harrison. Uh, didn't he shoot somebody? I, I don't know. Hmm. Um. But I think it would take a guy like Mike Leach. Art go. Monk. <laughs> Are you just looking up famous Syracuse no, alums now? Just trying to Is that what you're it. doing? Who's, what's the guy that had the movie about him? The, uh, the, the Express, was it called? What was that guy's name? Uh, I don't know. <sighs> you know. You know. No, I really don't. I'm not. How about Charles Palillo? Now that could work. Now we're talking, Bubba. <laughs> We're just going to get random uh, Syracuse guys. Dwight Freeney could succeed there. Mike Tarico was a uh, Syracuse guy, I believe. That's true. He was uh, Charlie's roommate at one point. Hmm. I can't remember who that guy was. Ernie Davis, was that his name? Uh, sounds familiar. I think that's who it was. So, 713-780-ESPN. Somebody says Ernie Banks. Ernie, Ernie, Ernie Banks? Banks? I, I think you're confusing I think maybe, Ernie's. Maybe it was Ernie Davis, and, yeah. and that's just... Or Burton Ernie. I'm not sure. Or, it's or one that. of those. It could be any of those. Or Larry Zonka. Isn't he dead? I don't know. He, didn't, he, he was a guy from American Gladiators, is what I really know Larry Zonka for. I mean, sure, you know, Miami and all that, but Larry Zonka was on American Gladiators. That's a big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, the Express was Ernie Davis. Okay. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony, yeah, but not he could not succeed at football. How about Jim Beheim? No, okay. He's he's got his own problems. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Josh says Nick Wright. Now that's possible. Yeah, that could work. No, I I, I do think though if, if you gotta you got to get a coach who can win at a place that isn't used to winning, like Mike Leach. Yeah, I mean that that kind of guy. And now. I don't ever see competing with Clemson or anything but, like that, but you could have an eight or a nine win team one year with, with a guy like that. But when I say it's hard to recruit to to cold places, part of the reason is the best football talent in the country is along the West Coast and the South Coast. 
and now you're trying to get someone to go to the very northeast tip of the country, no one's really interested in that. I think, um, and I think Mike Leach is aware enough to know I can get West Coast talent or I can get South Coast talent. I'm not getting Syracuse talent. That ain't going to do me any good. Buffalo, New York talent? No thanks. Not unless you can borrow some of the bills. Well, yeah. But you can't do that, at least legally. No. But no, I, I think uh, that kind of place, is, is that's the kind of coach you need, is, is a gimmick coach. And I don't mean gimmick coach in a bad way. Like Art Browse before he, he got all rapey. Like Art Browse could have been a guy who could have won games there. I mean, if you can win at Baylor, I think you can win at Syracuse. But... Uh, it, it does. It does require someone who's uh, eh, good with lesser talent, who can get guys who fit their system and do real well with that. And I think that's true of almost any place. But you know, I, I think it's. I think it's going to be a long, long time. Well, didn't I mean Syracuse for the longest time? The reason why Syracuse had some semblance of success is because they ran an option. Hmm. I don't remember that. Uh, what was his name? Paul Pascaloni ran the option, and then he left, and it was like, well, now it's uh, we're not running that. We're not running triple option anymore. What do we? It was I think Greg Robinson was the next guy, and then he ended up being the DC at, at, at Texas, but or he went from Texas to to the coach there, and they didn't want to run that option anymore. But uh, your boy Doug Marone and Dino Babers, none of them ran the option. I think it like that and. Pascaloni was like in the well, that's going way back, early though. 2000s. But uh, that's when Syracuse had at least some kind of success because that's what you got to do. It's a gimmick offense. Uh, he had one year where he won 10 games. Every other year was 6-6, six and 6-6, six, 6-5. Six and six, six and five. Is there a coach in Syracuse's history since Paul Pascaloni that's had a winning record? Uh, Babers won 10 games two years no, ago. No, I'm talking about over the course of their – because Pascaloni was there for like – 15 years. Uh, Marone did. He had a winning record while he was there? Yeah, because he had two 8-5 and five seasons and one 5-7 and seven season. Okay. Oh, no, he had a 4-8 and eight too, so never mind. Yeah. Close to 500. Yeah, I didn't. I'm, but Pascaloni was like, I mean, he, he wasn't great, but he had him consistently in bold the, the guy, The guy who was really good was before him, Dick, Dick McPherson. McPherson. Yeah. yeah. But that's going way back. That's back to the uh, Donovan McNabb days. All right. I didn't expect us to be discussing Syracuse football today. Quick break, it's a blitz on ESPN 97.5. Warning, warning. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. So, uh, did you see how much money Mark Cuban says he thinks the uh, Mavericks are going to lose from not having fans? No, what's the number? Uh... He says, am I going to lose a lot of money this year? Yes, no question about it. More than $100 million when this is all said and done? Yes, no question about it. I wonder now, my question for that is, when you say you're going to lose $100 million, is that $100 million off of your profit, or you're going to lose $100 million? 
because like, if you're making eight hundred million in a year and you lose a hundred million for for the year, okay, that's my guess is that. what he's saying is owning the Dallas Mavericks this year will cost him a hundred million dollars. Yeah, if that that's the case, that's pretty significant because hey, a guy like him, he can you know he can roll through that. Yeah, well, sort of. I'll I'll tell you the difference between a guy like him and a guy like Tillman. When the Rona hits, Mark Cuban is a he's a smart guy. He probably knew in advance what what this was going to mean for his business. And Mark Cuban probably went out and diversified his portfolio and invested in some businesses that were going to be flourishing during the Rona. Because there are businesses that are flourishing during this. Well, and I mean, some of his already were going to be Rona-proof. Yeah, because a lot of his is online, digital. Yeah, and that's that's smart. But But Tillman, on the other hand, is like, well, let's just cut back on everything and and try to ride this out with my restaurants and my casinos and and that's it it's going to hurt those guys more. They they can they can less afford to have those losses than Mark Cuban can who's more diversified into businesses that aren't going to be crippled by this thing. Well, and that's and that kind of gets back to a conversation we were having before about Tillman. Almost all of his businesses are restaurants and entertainment yeah. and that's suffering right now so it's not just that you're not making money with the rockets that you would have been making it's that those companies are losing a bunch of money and you know that's that can add up in a hurry you may have a, a b in front of your name but if you've got i don't know how many restaurants he has and how many casinos but if those things if the revenue is you know basically most entertainment based businesses are down as much as 60 to 70%. Yeah. <laughs> Movie theaters more than that. Yeah, no kidding. And I guess uh like a lot of movies now are going to come out on stream while they're in the theaters, yeah. which I, I Well, like that Wonder Woman movie, it's coming out in theaters the same day it's coming on HBO. I'm not going to a theater. No, I, I can watch w- it on HBO. Well, I wasn't going to go to a theater to watch that movie anyway. It it, it would have to it, it's going to take something special for me to want to go to a theater right now. But if you like would it if you're saying so to make you want to go to a theater? I'm telling you, if you had the option, if they were you could watch it on your at your home or in a theater, wouldn't you rather watch that at home? Ninety nine out of a hundred, it's going to be at home. There'll be yeah. one, there'll be one or two movies every few years where I say, oh, I got to go to the theater to see that. Um, I think probably the last one was Endgame. Yeah, that I felt that way about. But you know what? If I could have watched Endgame at home, I probably would have just done that. Now, yeah, I mean, uh, post Rona, <laughs> pre Rona. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I. I don't know. That one I wanted to see in the theater. I mean, I, listen. I've got an eighty-inch television at my house. I don't need to. I, I don't need a theater anymore. Like the theater. Like the, this might be a, a heads up, like to theater owners that your business is getting obsolete anyway. I know the Rona is really crushing it, but there's options. You know, if you can watch at home, I think most people would prefer to watch at home. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that everybody, at least before the Rona, felt that way because they were they were doing just fine. I, I'm not. Listen, I'm not in any way saying, "Hey, go to the movies, people." Because, like I said, it's been what two years since Endgame came out. That's the last one I felt like I needed to see in the theater when it, before yeah. you know because I wanted. Well, to see what it. movies have really come out? Since well, that's true. I mean, everything fell apart after. But, but like Spider Man, when yeah. that came out, I didn't go see it in the theater. I waited for it to come on on TV. And uh, the Joker, I waited for. Yeah, I mean, most movies, I'm I'm gonna wait for them and watch them at home. 
I like. I, I mean, I don't mind going to the theater, but I, I, and I went to. The, I was a regular theater goer before, but that was before they were saying, "Well, you can watch it at home or in the theater." I was watching them at the yeah. theater because I didn't have a home option. But you're always, you've always been kind of a homebody. But it, yeah, you, you, you give me a that. home option, I'm definitely but, taking that. Uh, the only time I actually went was I think for movies, I mean, maybe three movies in the last five years that I said I have to go see this when it comes out. Uh, and then for Christmas, we would always go to a, the wife and I would always go to a movie, just kind of a traditional yeah. thing. But now I, I, you know, if it's going to come out, if I have the option, yeah, I'm staying home. And JPW asked, Fred, I know you're a Dune guy. Don't you feel like that has to be seen on the big screen? No, no. And I, like I said, I have a pretty big Dune? screen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I, I, I'm very curious about this because the first movie was awful. And then they made like a TV series out of it. And it was awful. It's one of those it's one of those books that to make it into a movie and do it right you, you can't I mean the, the when they tried to make it just a, a standalone movie there's too much that happens. I mean the book is 500 pages tiny little type and it's not like it's there's a lot of uh, overwritten George R R Martin stuff in there. I mean there's a lot that happens from beginning to end. So they would just kind of skip over stuff and they'd make this quick mention and you'd like if you hadn't read the book, like I had a friend who had never read the book, and he went and watched the movie, and it was Tim was like the Matrix; he couldn't follow the plot at all. It's like, what the hell is this? You like this? And well, they left out a few things, and then they tried to do it on with the TV thing, and it was just so poorly acted that it was awful. So I, I hope that they get it right this time. They got a good cast. Uh, I guess it's going to be two movies, which cool. But I have low expectations because I, I just don't know that that's something that can be duplicated. So, uh, so we said Tenet was good in the theaters, but yeah, you know, I wasn't all that fired up about going to see Tenet either. And um, in fact, I haven't. I, I, is it re- available for streaming yet, or is it still just in the theaters? Uh, I don't know. I think it's still in the theaters, but I'll check. But the production company that is footing the bill for Dune and like Godzilla versus Kong and stuff, they're now thinking about suing Warner Brothers for making this deal with HBO Max because that takes the original deal they had with Warner Brothers to make these movies, and they said, we get so much of the box office revenue. Right. Now they're going to get a whole lot less, so now they're either saying, renegotiate the deal so we get our cut of the money, or we can go to court over it. Yeah, that because, I mean, that is a, that's a fair point. I mean, I... And uh, Lone Ranger said we rented out the entire theater for Tenet. It was awesome. Yeah, I think uh, some places. December fifteenth for Tenet. Okay, I, I think there's some places that are doing that. I, and like, as actually, I was talking to my brother. It's like, yeah, it might be kind of fun to rent one out for for Dune, but I, I doubt we'll do it. So seven one three seven eight zero ESPN's your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Damn you, Fred! Support support your local theaters. LOL from Philip. Um, yeah, you know I'd like to support them, but it's also a different time. There's a lot of things. Yeah. I, I I'm doing my best to support as much as I can right now, but I, I was I was slowly weaning myself off of movies in the theater anyway. I'm barely supporting my local bars unless they like offer to go offerings. I'm not really going out to bars. I'm I'm like. I, I, I'm I'm trying to hang around a select group of people, and uh, you're right. I've historically been like that anyway. 
I'm not like a go out a bunch of uh, right. you know, a bunch of crowd of strangers. I don't I don't particularly care for going to sports games. Like it's just it's too many people there. I'd rather watch it at home. Uh, but it's it's just not for me. I, I mean, I, like I say, I'll go to a movie theater. I prefer to go to these movie theaters that have like the uh, the the big ass seats where there's like four people to a row, right? And that way, you know, it's usually just me and my wife, or me and my wife and my kids, and we've got a whole row, and there's no strangers next to it. I, that's my preference. But you know, I it's I, I guess this is a it's not like you're not supporting local. It's just you're. I mean, it's one thing to support it, but it's not. Well, it's I, not ideal right now. I. I still go to the bar once a week and we sit outside and we do all the stuff we're supposed to do. But yeah, I I was going three, four times a week before this. And and so I feel like, and even usually we got Thursday night and then on uh, Saturdays, we usually get together when UH is playing Um, this, this time it was basketball and then it was watch BYU choke. But, um, uh, but sometimes we go to the bar and sometimes we, but we've been going to my neighbor's house a lot more and just everybody brings food and alcohol. And there's about eight of us at the most. And we have a lot of fun and it, it's as much fun. And so, yeah, it's, I'm not doing as much business as uh, with locally is that I I'd like to be doing, but I also, I'm not a stay at home guy, but I'm also not a, you know what? I need to be out every night guy because yeah. I feel like once a week, I'm not taking much of a chance. I feel like if I were going three or four times a week, just because you're going to be around more people, you're taking more of a chance. And somebody's asked about drive-ins. I, I think they've opened one near me, but I don't know if they've ever, ever had an actual movie there yet. Uh, there's they did one, one by, at Sawyer Yards. But yeah, by Buffalo Bayou Brewery, uh, there's one. Uh, and then there's one like up that's been there's one that's been there for a while up like Tomball Waller yeah out in Waller yeah yeah Showboat. Uh, and I've I've gone there a couple times. I haven't gone there since the Rona, but. Again, if you give me the option of watching it at my home, I'm going to pick that over everything. <sighs> some movies like Jurassic Park, the original, need to be seen in theaters. I do think there are some movies that... Yeah, but home theaters are getting so good. Yeah, like, that's Now true. you can get 115-inch televisions and surround sound, and and you can ha- like you don't have to pay $8 for a bucket of popcorn. Like, the, like as televisions have gotten less, you know expensive people will buy big ass TVs now. And and let's face it. The quality on most of these televisions is better than seeing a projector. Uh, And you just have, there's much less hassle. Yeah. I I think it's a lot of that's individual stuff too. I mean, some people like going to the the theater. Well, yeah, people, people, a lot of people do like to watch movies where people are on their cell phone or people are talking or, uh, people are chewing really loudly. Uh, or well, there are some people who like that, but those people are called psychopaths. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll tell you what. If you want to save up some money so you can go to the movies, and you want to get your brakes fixed, there's one place to go. Or new, buy a better TV. Uh, new New Brakes is going to save you money. They're convenient. They're great. I've had so many people uh, step forward and say, "Hey." Uh, uh, listen, I had this done. Everything that you and Josh have said about them is 100% accurate. And you're going to save 20 to 50% more off than you would on shops and dealers on average. And they're backed by a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty, and they come to you. So you, if, if you're like AJ and you never want to leave your house for any reason, they will come and fix your brakes right there. And when he does have to come into the office, they could come here and fix his brakes. 
while he's working. It's so convenient. And they're quality people. Jake and the guys over there, uh, they do great work. And now's not the time to be going and sitting in an auto shop. Uh, but if you if you go to newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com, mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to be happy. They'll get right back to you with a surprise free repair quote. Newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN, 10% off. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Joy One says, my wife and I went to the movies last night. We had the theater to ourselves. It was great. We just enjoyed getting out. Would love hearing your perspectives. Philip. And you know what? A lot of people like doing that. I don't. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not as militant as A.J. is about it. But I'm not militant about it. I just don't like to do it if I don't have to. I know, but you know, you basically said people who do that are dumbs. So, um, which you know, what I I think if, I think if, I said they were psychopaths. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Uh, that's more it's offensive just... than dumbs. <laughs> but I I mean, like I said I haven't been going for years. I've gotten more and more where I wait for it to you know come to on demand, and I was already trending that way, and this has just made it. You know, I don't really need to go back to one. So there are some movies that you kind of want to see on a big screen. That, But those movies, again, you know, if you have enough a good enough home TV system, still works out. So uh, if all the theaters go out of business, where are the eighth graders going to make out now? Boy, they lose the malls in the theaters. That's not good. Um. Going to movies is less popular, just like sporting events. You know, we've. I I, I wonder if we're really going to see full. I mean, like I think some places will always have full stadiums, like certain college football programs. Yeah, but I wonder about stuff like baseball and the NBA and even the NFL. If and and hockey as well, maybe people don't want to be in those crowds anymore. You know and. I, I think there will be some people affected by this that that are uncomfortable in crowds. I'm I'm not as I admit I'm not as comfortable around a whole lot of people as I used to be, and that's since the Rona started. And and maybe I'm just a wuss, but um, but like whenever there've been a couple times when we've gone out and we were going to go to a place and there were just too many people there. I'm like, no, you know, let's let's just go home. And I wonder if that's going to continue once we get past all this, because. You know, I, I wonder how many people feel that way. But I think I mean a lot of people are looking at a lot of things differently. Restaurants yeah. and bars and movie theater, like that. That's what I said. I think it's it'll it's changed everything. And you know, I'm okay with. Um, I'm still okay with going to the bar, but just not as often, and not if it's too crowded. And it, so far, it hasn't been. I mean, they, you know, there's maybe 20 people there, and it's outside, and it's all spread out. Uh, and that's the other thing too is, you know, it has to be weather permitting now. Yeah, <laughs> because because we're sitting outside, and you know the 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 two play well, I go three places that all are are very spaced out and very careful, and 
you know, I feel fine there. But uh, if I went there and there was hundreds of people in there, I wouldn't. But, um, and then, uh, by the way, I the the guy was mentioning uh, Jurassic Park was uh, the guy who was all over me on Coastal. I'll just say congratulations on hitting your ticket. Mine was already in. So, uh, good job. And, and you know, I nobody, anybody forgets. I've been riding the coastal train all year. I went against them once. It bit me. I mean, it was a big mistake you made. It was. It was horrible. I'm, uh, I made a mistake too. So said, not everybody has a radio host salary where they can afford big ass TVs and home entertainment systems. Oh, but you can afford to go pay. Uh, it, it, you know what it costs for me to take my family of four to the movie theater? It's like a hundred bucks to go watch a movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, so, sorry. You're you're so poor. You're so desolate that you can't. I mean, it's, you're so destitute that you can't you can't uh, afford a television on your your working man salary. It's expensive as hell to go to the movie theater. Well, I think I think Crystal was on the Twitch line, so you can get an eighty inch TV for four hundred. Yeah, bucks now. it's not it's not expensive. I mean, you can it, you know, and even at my house, there are TVs that are nicer than other TVs. If you want, like the the 4K and the Ultra right. HD and all like, but you can get a big ass TV for like 400 bucks now. And I think over time, depending on now, if you're if it's just you and a date, it's not gonna be 100 bucks. No, but if it's you and the kids, and they are, they're eating stuff the whole time, and you know you start throwing in the concessions, that gets expensive. I think it's cheaper to just one time buy something for home, but. You know. Yeah, don't give me that radio salary. You're the only person who can afford a television. That's garbage. That's Every garbage. movie theater has a freaking arcade now where if you kid you don't let your kid play like five dollars worth of yeah. games, they throw a fit in the lobby. Well and most most rest or most uh movies now have like they've got real food or or drink service. Yeah. Now that that I was liking when when you go because then you could have your dinner and sure. I could get drunk during the movie. But then you're paying, you know, nine dollars for a beer. Which, even though I'm a, uh, a, a you know, uh, apparently an ultra wealthy radio personality, I, I don't really want to pay nine dollars for a beer. Got a bunch of beer at my house that I'll pay for that I've already paid for that I can just drink. I've got popcorn at my house that I've already paid for. Uh, I don't have milk duds, but I could get some. Um, yeah, I I only get popcorn sometimes Skittles. For some reason, I, I'll sometimes get Skittles at the. I, would, I never eat them anywhere else, but at the movie theater, I might get a bag of Skittles like once every th- three trips, which if means once in the last five years because that's about how long it's been. If it's just me and my wife going, well, and now we pretty much get like the kids a separate popcorn container from us because they're gross. They're kids, yeah. They, they're, but they're I like to put double licking and I like to get it. the popcorn bucket and dump Reese's pieces into the popcorn bucket. And shake it around, and that okay. way, every once in a while, you get a little uh, sweet with the salty. Okay, that's my move. Milk duds is my jam with that. I don't want milk duds in my popcorn because then, like, it's they're too chewy, and the popcorn gets stuck inside the milk duds. I don't need that. I need something that I can just bite through. I do like milk duds, and if I'm not doing popcorn, sometimes I will just do. But I'll milk do a duds. handful of popcorn, and then as soon as it's gone, I'll take like two or three milk duds and throw them in immediately. Yeah. That way, you get the mix. I don't like. Uh, I don't like that they sell crunchy candy. Period at movie theaters, they shouldn't. I, don't I th- think they need to. Science needs to come up with a quieter wrapper for Chips, bags. Like, it, oh, don't get a bag. You should only get the bucket of corn. That's it. 
the bag no, but is like too the noisy. bag of M and M's and stuff. There oh, needs to be a quieter bag. Well, that's why most of them come in boxes. But there but are people who are like, oh, I the ones get- in the boxes, like the cookie dough bites, they come in a plastic bag in the box. That's stupid. Or they're like, I want Sour Patch Kids. Oh, why? Because it's the noisiest item you could buy. It's like this loud crinkle every time you want to get one. Stop it. Somebody bring it. You can't smoke weed in the theater. No, you can't. No. You know where you can do that? Your house. Pretty As long as you're in Harris County. Right. Yeah. You aren't convincing me that it's better. <laughs> well, I don't think they're trying to convince you that it's better. They're just trying to convince you that there are people who like going. Sure. I believe that. And they're not psychopaths. Well... Oh, man. Inevitably, there's going to be someone there who's on their phone or who's text messaging. The light comes on. Oh, no, that stuff. That's one of the reasons why I quit wanting to go is because yeah. people people are. It's just like anything else. There's like 5% of the world that are a bunch of jerks. There's the dry, the people who drive like jerks, the people who do stuff like that in the theater, and uh, the people who recline their seats on airplanes. Those those are bad people. And there's there's more good people than bad but those guys can mess it up for a whole lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Casey says, I'm with AJ. I'd rather stay home and watch a movie. Last movie I saw in theaters was Endgame. Movie theaters have become annoying. Yeah, and see, that that one I didn't mind because when I, when we went to see it, it was a media screening. So you, you, you had to give up your phone. You couldn't take your phone in there. You couldn't uh, take pictures or anything. And everybody was actually there to see the movie and not talk. So, you know, that was pretty cool. But that's the last one I've seen in the theaters. And, and I don't really, didn't really have any interest in anything else. No, I take it back. We saw that Knives Out on Christmas last year. That was the last one we went to. That was because that was our little traditional thing. So, um, so somebody says Star Wars in the theater can't be beat. There's, you know what? I loved Star Wars growing up. There, I have no I'm so over Star Wars. I have Wars. no interest. And even I haven't even watched an episode of The Mandalorian yet. Is it finished? I don't know. I, I, was I didn't getting, watch no, the first season. I think there's a few episodes left. I didn't watch okay. the first season of Mandalorian because I'm, I'm, they oversaturated. Well, there's it, too damn much. And I, I think I was disappointed in that because everybody's like, oh, this is, this is the best Star Wars thing yet. And it's like, uh, it's fantastic. And then you watch it and you're like, it's okay. You know what Star Wars is now? Star Wars is now season nine of The Walking Dead. Like, yeah. just stop. You had a good thing, and you're like, no, let's keep this good thing going because it's making us a bunch of money. And now it's like, what am I doing? What? what? Stop making these things. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, I thought it was okay. It was better than the other stuff, but. It's yeah. easy to say that, but you're not the one who all of a sudden opens your bank account in the morning. No, and goes, I get it. Oh, good Lord. That's a big-ass royalty check. No, I'm the one who says, stop making these things because I don't want to watch them anymore. And finally, I was able to get away from The Walking Dead. I broke up with Star Wars the same way. I'm done. There's too much of you. There's too much. Oh, I had somebody on Twitch nailed it. Star Wars equals Fast and Furious. Uh, yeah. It kind of does. Yeah, it kind of does. That's very, very well played, sir or ma'am. So, Except it's more convoluted because you've got to, like, pay attention to what, like, you got to follow, like, five different timelines. Sometimes I don't even think Star Wars knows who, what, like, what point of the timeline they're in. It's, I mean, at least Fast and Furious, it's, it's all, it goes in order. I mean, and there, it, it takes no thought to keep up with a, uh, with a Fast and Furious movie. Literally none. You could be a, a, a brain-dead vegetable and you would enjoy the Fast and Furious movies as much as you would if you were a functioning human. It's just a, it's... But that's okay. 
Sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you should have an. I mean, there there should be stuff for an audience that like that of really dumb people. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Just I I I think we call them lowest common denominator. Yeah, that's the. But word. some people can. Some people enjoy action, and because you don't have to think. I, I there's that's why well, I, I like the ninth car chase scene versus the sixth car well, chase you, scene. You know my take on car chases. I I think they force them into everything, and it's like. Yeah, that and, and every police show where you have to run through the neighborhood chasing a guy and then climb a fence. It's like the worst cliche ever. But um, but no, I'd like there are some times where I don't want to think. I just want to watch guys kill people like John Wick. There's not a lot of thought in John Wick. No, it's I, like, I haven't but, seen John Wick. But it's but like heard. watching a video game. And, you know, and here's here's different ways he can kill people. There's no plot, but it's fun. And I don't have to think about it. So I, I'm okay with that sometimes. I don't, I don't, I don't always want to have to sit there and decipher everything like fight club i mean i like doing that which brings me to something i'd like to get to next segment somebody did david fincher's best work and to me there's fight club and then there's everything else and he didn't even have fight club in his top five. Ooh, well let's I, I, I don't know if it's i don't know if it's fight club is undoubtedly his best work well, I'll, I'll bounce some of them yeah, off you. He, he did. He did seven, right? He did seven. Seven's better than Fight Club. I, I, I disagree. We'll, we'll talk. I about think it. the Social Network's pretty good too. Uh, I, I mean, he did a lot of really. He's done a lot of really good stuff. But I think Fight Club should be in the top five. I, I think. I think it's a clear number one for a lot of reasons. But we'll, we'll discuss. All right. I got to tell you about Pajamagram. You want to knock her socks off this Christmas? Pajamagram's got a way to do it. Uh, give her comfort. Give her relaxation. Give her warmth. Give her the Tempting Touch Pajamas, exclusively from Pajamagram, America's PJ experts for nearly 20 years. They'll keep her warm and cozy from head to toe while complimenting her every curve. Sounds like something your lady would like. I bet it is. They're made from micro velvet, which is apparently it's the softest uh, material in the entire world. There's nothing on the planet Earth softer than the micro velvet. They're irresistible to wear. They They beg to be touched. And she's going to slip them on after a long day, and she's just, the stress is going to go, and that's going to make you happy. Check them out at pajamagram.com. And here's something else that will make you happy. Free gift wrapping. It, it, why, why would you waste your time gift wrapping? You order the present. It should come gift packaged. Well, that's what it does. Uh, get her these Tempting Touch PJs. Get your free gift package in a day before the deal disappears. Go to pajamagram.com. It's fast. It's easy. Delivery by Christmas. Guaranteed. Pajamagram.com. Tell him AJ Hoffman from ESPN 97.5 sent you. ESPN 97.5.